Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. No cupcakes, sparkles, or glitter mouse ears here, just Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the Dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone, and welcome to Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is Jonathan, our producer and resident tech dude. What's going on, guys? Also joining us is Ryan, our co-host and the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Well, welcome to another edition of Dudes Draft Disney. The Draft Draft. Tonight, the dudes will pick their favorite draft beers from within the Walt Disney World Resort. And now to tell us all about the rules of tonight's draft, our resident draft expert and the number one Disney dude, Ryan. Carl, I think uh, the old age is getting to you. You're a little confused. We're just doing a draft show, as in draft beers, D-R-A-U-G-H-T, draft. We're not having a draft show. You're not going to lose this week. Don't worry. It's okay but I'm sorry to disappoint you. We're just going to talk beer. We're just talking beer. Yeah, that's it. There's no losers this week? I mean, depends on perspective. (laughs) I mean, there's definitely going to be a loser, uh, but we already know who that is, so. I mean, do we? (laughs) Uh, I mean, based on the past drafts, yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm all for us all winning tonight. So, yeah, let's talk about some of our favorite favorite drafts. can I go first? Sure. Great. You know, I want to pick one that's uh, near and dear to my heart that uh, uh, is very special. It's only served in three places uh, in Walt Disney World. And it's an African-inspired deep amber ale brewed exclusively for Disney World with sorghum and a special blend of spices, including cinnamon and cardamom. It is none other than Kungaloosh, that famous draft beer that's served only in three places, the Nomad Lounge, um, the uh, Skipper Canteen, and the Thirsty River Bar. So, again, I I really like this. I don't know. uh, um, You know, going back to the Adventures Club is one thing, but this, this beer was not made back then. It was made to honor and inspire and remember the extinct um, Adventures Club, um, which was an iconic bar in Disney World at Pleasure Island. And uh, Pleasure Island is now Disney Springs, uh, where the Adventurers Club right now is the Edison. So it'd be cool, I think, if the Edison served it because it's kind of a nightclub atmosphere. But that's the actual building. Um, and, it, and it's not. It's only served in Animal Kingdom and in Adventureland, uh, which is apropos. Um, they had it for a while in Animal Kingdom Lodge in the, in the uh, bar there, but it's no longer on the menu. Um, and for those of you who don't know anything about the Adventures Club, it was an evening-long immersive character experience in which fictional club members who were adventurers, uh, these characters would interact with you and put on skits and mini shows in various rooms throughout the evening and culminating with a, a closing initiation um, 
ceremony. So all of you as guests in that bar got to become adventurers. Um, so Congolish was the club's official greeting. It meant cheers, it meant hello, it meant a lot of things. Uh, but it was not originally a beer. It was originally a mixed drink that had two very different recipes over the years, um, which were very good. So around 1997, it was vodka, rum, and maduri. So it tastes like something you'd get over at Spice Road in Morocco, right? And uh, that was mixed with pineapple juice and cranberry. And then around 2000, they had it was, I didn't like it as much. It was sort of strawberry daiquiri mixed and it had Captain Morgan's in it and blackberry brandy and orange juice. And that was more in a blender sort of slushy. So I think the beer is an appropriate uh, tribute um, to what that was all about. And because uh, so many people were sad to see the Adventurers Club go and there's still large fan campaigns involved to either bring it back or bring the characters back. Um, so the memory of the club is kept alive through this named beer sold only at those three locations. It's, it's great. If you, have you guys tried it? I have not tried it. I've seen it a couple of times and I've kind of, I don't want to say chickened out, but it just didn't, it didn't pique my interest at the time to try it, but it's definitely one that I want to try at some point. Um, I just got to find the right moment, I guess, to give it a try. Cause it does sound good. Well, obviously, you know, you have a better shot of doing it in Animal Kingdom um, or in uh, the Skipper Canteen, right? So uh, your better chance, at least there's two places in Animal Kingdom to have it. Have you tried it, Ryan? I have not. I'm still kind of focused on John saying he chickened out or didn't chicken out. I think he chickened out. I just kind of want to make that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's all that's going through my head right now, John. I'm sorry, but uh, no, I haven't. I haven't either. It is on my list. Uh, on my last trip, I was planning on getting it, but we actually bailed out of Animal Kingdom a little early, uh, so I didn't wind up going to get it. But uh, it's on well, my it, list once again. It's an appropriate name, an appropriate toast, and it does generally apply cheers to anything. So to all of my fellow dudes, Kungaloosh. 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 Why don't you pick a beer in the one of the parks that you're fond of, Brian? Well, uh, this is going to come to a huge as a huge shock to everybody, but I really like Oga's Cantina. <laughs> wow, that is real original there, real original. We've talked we've talked about it before. Now I could I could actually tell you all four of the draft beers in Oga's Cantina are really pretty good. Um, you know, uh, they're all named for the land too. They're all specialized for the land. But what I'm going to go to is I'm going to go to probably what I think is the best of the group, and that's the IPA, the Bad Motivator. Uh, the bad, yeah, the Bad Motivator is a great, great IPA. Beer. It's got great color to it, a great taste to it. It's a good middle-of-the-road IPA. You know, it's a little citrusy, but not too much. Uh, it's a little hoppy, but not too much, you know. So I really think it, it fits a lot of tastes for people. Um, the I like the Star Wars history behind it, right? So the history behind it is that it was named for the red droid, the R5-D4, uh, that they almost purchased in Episode Four. Uh, that Owen almost purchased in episode four. Um, uh, however, what wound up happening is when he went to uh, purchase that droid, it displayed bad motivator on the front of it. And uh, at that point, he actually wound up purchasing R2-D2 instead. So that's kind of where the uh, uh, bad motivator comes from. Um, but, you know, Olga's Cantina is just great. So for me, anytime I can go in and sit and have a nice beer, uh, uh, I enjoy doing that. Uh, it is 6% alcohol by volume. So, you know, pretty decent, not, not overly, uh, 
it's not going to hit you too hard too fast but uh it is pretty decent and and it is made by sierra nevada too so you know that's that's a huge plus right is it's it's a good it's a good brewery that's making the beer it's not just some random you know small town brewery that's making a weird beer in in disney they they went for a legit legit uh uh brewer there what did you say the abv was on it six percent wow i thought it was higher that's yeah, a- you know, when I drank it, I thought it was too. But I think I think IPAs kind of have that, you know, they, they kind of have that that feel. Sometimes if you get a little too hoppy, you just think it's it's more than what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's only six percent. I mean, six percent to me is not bad though. When you're sitting in a theme park, yeah, I'd rather do a six percent than an eight and a half percent. That all of a sudden I have two of them, and I'm like, where the hell am I? What did I just do to myself? Right. So I mean, doesn't that happen half the time, anyways? But. Well, that's because I have like six, seven, eight of them, not not because I have one or two of them. It's it's kind of a problem. It's you know it's good because um, unlike the um, spicy undertones of the Congolush, I like it because it's um, it's just that it's an IPA uh, and it's got it's more hoppy, I think, than than some of the other stuff that I like there. And it's also, there's something about Disney being down there in the heat that you're attracted to certain types of beers, I think, at least for me anyways, right? So I think that really fits into that category. Most of the other beers I tend to drink down there have that citrus uh, component to it, right? And uh, this one doesn't, and it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it's got a little citrusy to it. Like I said, you know, it's a little citrusy, but it's not overly citrusy for sure. And like you said, that... That can be a big difference when you're drinking, especially if you have three or four of them, right? You start getting too much of that citrusy and you're like, all right, you know, my taste buds are burned out at this point. What am I going to do? Like it. Like it. How about you, Jonathan? Do you have a beer in one of the parks that you'd like to uh, wax poetic on? Yeah. So this one, uh, I've touched on it here on the show uh, many a times. Uh, The Schwepperheisen grapefruit beer is got to be one of my favorite beers. I've got to give Ryan credit here because a couple trips ago, Ryan's the one who turned me on to this beer and I haven't looked back from it. Um, it's, I mean, it's a great beer. It's got a very light flavor. Um, and again, you can get it in this good old big beer stein uh, in Germany. You can't go wrong with it. I know the three of us had a couple of them uh, on a recent trip. I mean, it's a great beer. I, I can't say anything different that I haven't said in other shows with it, but it, it's it's such a great tasting beer. It's It's light, it's refreshing. Uh, I didn't think I'd at the time like a grapefruit beer and I, I've become obsessed with it. I mean, anytime I can get my hands on one, I've got to get one. So I can't get any better. I'm right with you. You know, I've um, forgotten how good it was in the summer and I enjoy it. So interesting fact about um, this uh, Heffenweizen, it is actually the first grapefruit Heffenweizen in the world. So other people that have copied it and grapefruit's been very popular in beers that, you know, I was in the liquor store uh, just today, actually. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ryan's looking at me like you're there every day. I know. So <laughs> I, I figured at least every other day, I'm trying to give you a little credit. <laughs> um, I was in there today and I was, in, it was interesting all the different brands that have kind of gone grapefruit for the summer, you know, that popularity and it's kind of morphed into some of the uh, canned cocktails too, but a lot of the Heffenweizen beers uh, are, are doing that. But what's different about some of those copycats, I think, try to do the brewing with the grapefruit. And the Schafferhofer has a 50-50 blend 
of the beer and then naturally carbonated grapefruit juice. So they take the grapefruit juice and carbonate it and then mix it 50-50 with the beer. I think that's why it's light and that tasting, but I think it's that process of when they mix the two in the bottle, they don't brew them together, they mix that together, right? The beer and that, and that that really does the trick. And I, it's, I think it's good year round if you want a light beer and it, it pairs well with different foods. Uh, and certainly we've talked, like you said, you talked about it before, Jonathan, in, in the hot heat of Florida, it's really refreshing. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is. I mean, heck, uh, what the folks at home don't realize is uh, yourself and I, we're, we're drinking them right now, uh, talking <laughs> about the show. I mean, yeah, we're recording this in the summer and I mean, it's perfect right now. I mean, it's it's a hot night and it's it's perfect. I, I, I can't say anything better, but it, it really is a refreshing beer. It definitely sets the mood, so. So I'm going to play off that a little bit because um, if you're in Germany at the right time and the right festival at Epcot, you can also get the Stiegel Rattler, the, the grapefruit Stiegel Rattler, which is very similar. And that's actually where I got my first grapefruit beer was, was through the Stiegel Rattler. Uh, but the reason I'm playing off this right now is actually during the um, Flower and Garden Festival, they do a, a flight of beers at Germany at the, at the uh, pavilion. And uh, they had actually had a lemon Rattler, uh, which was fantastic. I was not expecting it to, to like it as much as I did, but just to kind of play off your point, Carl, is it started with this grapefruit taste and now they're spinning it into all sorts of different things and, and these different uh, hef Hefeweizens. So yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of it though. I know, I know a lot of people will look at it and say, hey, it's low alcohol by volume. You're not, do, you're not really doing a, a trick with it. But let me tell you when I'm sweating, walking around uh, walking around the world showcase or walking, frankly, you can get one at Hollywood studios too, out in front of the Brown Derby. Uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great spot to just grab one and refresh yourself and get a little booze in your system. All right. So now I'm going to combine, since we all picked one, I'm going to combine my next beer, which is a combination of the last two. It's a combination of the IPA that you mentioned and the citrus that you mentioned, but it's back at Hollywood studios at the baseline tap house. And I really like the Stone Delicious IPA. Um, it's Stone Delicious is made in San Diego. My daughter's lived out there for a while. And uh, it's a local brewery there. It is 7.7. .7. So it's got a, a lot more kick than the other two previous beers that we've talked. So it is definitely going to start your afternoon great in, uh, in Hollywood Studios. What's interesting about this beer is, again, the citrus flavor now comes from lemon. And it's almost like a lemon drop candy. It's taste to it. Um, so again, you've got that citrus in the hot day. But here's a real kicker. Beer Advocate gave it like 88 points. And it is gluten reduced, not gluten free, gluten reduced and vegan. So it's a beer that will accommodate across a lot of different palates and accommodate a few different diets. And if you haven't had that, um, it is really good. The, um, again, that lemon drop flavor, is, it's hoppy, it's citru citrus, it's almost lemongrass, uh, very medium body. Um, and it's uh, got that classic gold color and white color head that's, that's on those citrusy IPAs. So um, nice balance. And again, it's still light tasting, but with a it'll sneak up on you. Unlike the two previous beers we talked about. So um, yeah, I would highly recommend that beer. If, if you guys ever have the chance to 
to try it over at the baseline tap house. That, uh, that sounds like a very interesting beer. I'm, I might have to add that to the list next time I head over there. Cause that, that wasn't one that was on my radar and that's definitely on my radar. Now that's actually really good. Sounds really good rather. And it does pair well with the, uh, with some of the food they serve over there too, the charcuterie board and, and the pretzels and stuff. So it, it's a, it's a fun beer to drink. You know what I like about beer is that it pairs very well with pizza every time. There you go. So what draft beer in Disney would you pair up with a with a pizza somewhere, Ryan? Um, I mean, where are they serving Bud Light? I, I, can, get down <laughs> I can get down some of that. So, so you're looking just for some water is what you're telling us. I mean, it's it's like a 4.8% water or whatever it is. I mean, all beer is 70%. It's 3.2. It's 3.2. Yeah, whatever. If you have like 12 of them, it's like 4.8, I think. I don't. It's I still know. water. It's water at that point. Anyways. Yeah, I, I hydrate. I actually, I used to drink a lot of Bud Light. I don't, I I do tend to drink more craft beers now than I used to, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I like to go with some fun, different things at Disney, right? So like the bad motivator I mentioned was one because it's different. You can get it at Disney. Um, I really like to go to Japan at the Epcot Pavilion and get the frozen Karen beer. Uh, What I like about it is it looks like you know, if you go to Universal, for instance, you go get a butter beer, right? You got the frozen topping on it and whatever, but it's like it's like drinking a Werther's original, you know, but when you go to get the frozen Kieran beer, it tastes like beer and the frozen topping tastes like beer, you know? So, uh, another great refreshing beer to get, uh, walking around. Um, and it's different and you can get it in the Japan, uh, Japan pavilion. So yeah, I think that's probably one that I would do if maybe stop at Italy, grab a slice, walk over to Japan, grab a frozen. That drink. works. There you go. There you go. That works. Um, and you're right. It's, it's since we are specifically talking about drafts, that's kind of unique in what they do to the, the foam on that draft, right? And it's it's just a fun thing to do, and it's Instagrammable, and uh, but you got to drink it fast because it starts to melt. <laughs> yeah, put it on the gram before it melts. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have some other beers in the park, Jonathan? Some of the parks that you like? Yeah, so I'm gonna um, bring us back over to uh, Animal Kingdom for this one. Uh, it's the Hawkeye's Grog Ale. Um, the cool thing about this is it's in Pandora app, Hongu Pongu here. Uh, cool thing is, I mean, for some people, they wouldn't really care, but this beer is green. Uh, so it kind of does fit in with that um, Pandora feel, kind of that nature vibe that it has there. But this is a, a refreshing wheat beer uh, made by Terrapin Beer Company. Um, and it's got this um, very kind of, again, I for whatever reason, I like the citrus beers. It's got this uh, peach kind of citrusy flavor, very crisp, uh, but it has a real smooth, refreshing end of it. But I mean, I was a little skeptical when I drank it at first, uh, cause I'm like, you know, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into it here, give it a try, see what happens with it. I mean, cause I was kind of just going with it. I'm like, oh, green beer. Okay. Why not? But it is definitely one that has a flavor that, uh, you would go back for again, uh, a few times. I don't know if either one of you guys have tried this yet. I haven't, you know, I haven't actually I'm ashamed to say I haven't eaten any food or drink in Pandora. So uh, just there for the attraction. So I'm going to put that one on my list, Jonathan, to try. Yeah, you got to go to Satili Katine too. The food there is fantastic. But uh, no, John, I haven't either. Uh, I reserve my green beers for one day a year. uh, And that's somewhere in the middle of March. And may or may not also be Bud Light. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> so what you're what you're really telling us is you're telling us all these beers, but you really just drink Bud Light all the time. 
And not all the time. No, you guys have drank with me enough to know that I drink more than Bud Light. But I mean, when it's green, I'm not going to I'm not going to put green food dye in a zombie dust and, you know, put, put that down. So, yeah, it's probably going to be Bud Light at that point. Fair enough. That, that That's fair. Well, um, before we get away from the parks and try drinking some other spots, um, or maybe we don't have to, maybe we can just drink in the parks. I'm going to go with a beer. I've mentioned some of my favorites, but this out of all the draft beers in all the parks, this is my draft beer of choice. And I had the pleasure to introduce you guys to it. I knew this was coming. I'm glad you're bringing this up because I'm going to add to this after you're done talking about it. Excellent. So um, now the interesting story about this beer, I didn't first try it at Disney. When I was working in the... um, early 2000s in a downtown office in Boston, very small office building on Milk Street in Boston, a new tenant moved in next door to us. And when you're in a small office building on the same floor, you make friends with people. Well, the tenant was the tourism department of Provence du Quebec. And they had their first week a welcome party. And they were sharing and exhibiting some of the food and wine from their Provence in Canada. And they brought out this triple style golden ale, which was a little hoppy, but very grainy. Again, fruits and spice, smooth and dry, a perfect balance of sugar, acidity, bitterness, spices, and alcohol. And this very sophisticated golden triple, because it is triple brewed, has earned several international titles thanks to its refined taste. Um, and uh, those are international titles that, it's, that it gave when it came out. So I really love La Fin du Monde, that draft beer. Um, that's you know the beer of choice, I think, uh, for drafts at the Epcot Pavilion. It's a tribute to Quebec. La Fin du Monde is, uh, means, you know, it symbolizes where it's brewed up uh, in the northern parts of Quebec and the land that the 16th century French explorers uh, reached out to. They saw it and got there and they felt like they were at the end of the world. So hence the name La Fin du Monde. Um, and uh, eventually, many, many years ahead, they made a brewery there and their flagship um is the La Fin du Monde. So that, that is my favorite. And you guys, you guys, uh, when we were just kicking off our drinking around the world, I think it was stop two on the list. And uh, I make sure I, I had one and a half because Ryan, I bought one for you and one for me. And, uh, or no, Jonathan, I bought one for you and me. Ryan went a different way with some Canadian whiskey, rye and a drink, the uh, Ottawa apple, I think. Yeah, that's, that's, that's And the way out of the show, the way out of the show, I bought another one and got two cups, and I said, "You got to try this." Right. Let, let's let's talk about that for a second, okay? Let's let's be real. Let's let's not pretend that Ryan just decided to go a different direction. For for those for those <laughs> who didn't have the pleasure to drink with us around the world, we went to Mexico, and and yes, untraditional for us, we did turn around and go back the other way. That's a story for a different time. But we did go to Canada. I was going to double fist in Mexico because I like my margaritas, and I was going to skip Canada. And Carl said, "You know what?" You got to try the Le Fin de Mont. I said, okay, you know, no problem. I'll do that. So we go to Canada and Carl goes up to get drinks for everybody. And he comes back with an Ottawa apple for me. And I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? 
what are you doing? You said you were going to get me a Le Fin du Monde. And he's like, oh yeah, you'll have that after the Ottawa Apple. <laughs> so, so I wound up skipping double, double fisting in Mexico and wound up somehow double fisting in Canada instead. So uh, yeah, it was a great start. It was a great start to our drinking around the world. Thank you, Carl. And I think I actually double and a half. I think you split that last one with me too. I think I had two before we went into the show and a half one with you after. I don't know. I, I think, I think you did. I, I know he, I, if I remember right, Carl tried to get me to split another one with him too. Right. And I knew, I knew I had to kind of pace myself. Um, Cause it is definitely a challenge. And I'm like, uh, you can, you can try it. See if Ryan wants it or something like that. I don't completely remember. So I think that's actually how it happens. Yeah. Um, so he bought he bought another one for hopes that he was going to try to get me under the table really quickly for some reason, but I kind of stopped him. So yeah, I, I think that's I how that wanted happened. You to taste it. it had nothing. It had no ulterior motives, other than I wanted you guys to get a chance to taste all my favorite things. That's all it was. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, it's not like I'm going to hate you for giving me extra alcohol. I was so just do, so. Here's the question: Do you remember what it tastes like? Did you like it? Do I, I do, and and actually, um, I recently went with my wife and drank around the world again. Uh, and and stopped and I made it a point to get both an Ottawa Apple and a Lefin Dumont actually as one of the last stops on this one uh, and did remember how how good they tasted. The, the wife didn't care for the Ottawa Apple as much as I did, but she did enjoy the Lefin Dumont with me as well. Yeah, I, I will I will definitely agree with you there. Um, I didn't care for the Ottawa Apple, but that that beer was good. I mean, that beer definitely definitely kind of rem- I can remember kind of taste it still kind of thinking about it. It had a really good flavor to it. I was I was definitely impressed with that. Um, I didn't expect it to taste like that, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I'd get well, another." And it'll sneak up on you too. That's that's you know that's it's not often you find a beer that tastes good and will sneak up on you. You know, nine point six. Yeah, yeah, nine point six in that beer, right? Now you you know it is it's draft served there, and I love it in the draft. You can also get it in bottles, like in four packs, if you look for it in your local place. But they also do like the mini growlers of it too which are which are great if you know if you want to sip a beer through dinner you know um rather than cracking multiple bottles you can open one of those and good so yeah i'm glad you guys both had a chance to experience i'm glad you both enjoyed it and um yeah it was different right starting in mexico and going back to canada canada doesn't get enough love because everyone does start in mexico and so sometimes canada gets skipped or you get there it's too late things are closed so you know i like um I like starting in Mexico, but then going back into to Canada. So that was our second stop. It was actually my third. I had lunch and a couple cocktails in, in France and then went to Mexico with you guys, met you in Mexico, and then we came back to Canada. So country number two for you guys, country number three for me. So I still what, don't what? know how you, drank, how you ate escargot before starting drinking around the world. That's like a death sentence for me. Yeah, that that was that was something. The way you came up kind of because we were all heading towards Mexico and you're coming running up the behind us screaming and whatnot right then and there one of our uh one of our other friends here who's been on the show a couple of times lee literally looked at me he's like oh god we're in trouble we're in trouble he's already drunk <laughs> no offense we're screwed lee. no offense lee if it if it took you that long to figure out you were in trouble <laughs> i knew i was in trouble the minute we decided to do this <laughs> months ago right months but uh, no i wasn't i wasn't inebriated yet but i was just in the mood the, the powerhouse mood so yeah the la fin du Monde in uh draft beer at the uh, cart outside of uh the circle vision canada far away it's it's one my favorite draft beer on property but we've got all 
I think we've listed some pretty darn good ones so far, and we haven't even gotten to other places around the world. Um, where do you guys want to take us next, Ryan? Let's go to Disney Springs. Let's cool. go to Disney Springs and let's find a, a place to drink there. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I, you know, people, I'm, I'm pretty basic, right? You're going to, if you know me, you know the places I'm going to go. So I'm imagining if I tell you guys, where do you think I'm going to go for a beer? You're going to have, if I gave you three guesses, you would get it, right? Um, yeah, we, how about one? Well, yeah, okay. I think it's, I think it's one pretty obvious. Challenging. One could be challenging, but you're probably going to get it. Go ahead. So maybe maybe we should each pick a different one, uh, Jonathan. Since this isn't a draft and we're not losing, if we <laughs> if each of us pick one, maybe one of us will win. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go for the pretty obvious one here, and I'm saying he's going to Raglan. I mean, there's there's I'll be very shocked if that's not where he's heading. It it could have been Boathouse, but yes, I would definitely go to uh, Raglan. I was going to Boat Boathouse as a back. Yeah. My first, Raglan was my first choice too. So hey, there are no losers tonight on the draft of drafts. Yeah, so I mean, Raglan, Raglan's got some some interesting stuff. Um, the Raglan Irish Stout. I, it's weird. I, I'm not much of a stout drinker, but I will drink stouts when I'm in an Irish bar. I don't know if it's just like, I don't know, Mother Ireland's calling me home, and I just feel like I need to have a stout or what. But um, but I do like the Raglan Irish Stout. Uh, it's part of the Raglan Signature Collection flight. Which, if you go to Raglan, it's a great it's a great flight. Go get the flight of beers. It's got the Raglan Irish Stout, the Bloomsday Pale Ale, uh, the Grand the, the Grand Irish Red Ale, and the uh, Decider Belgian uh, Wheat Cider. Um, but Raglan Irish Stout for me is one of the good ones. It's a Coppertail Brewing Company beer, um, but it's a really decent stout. It's a really good, you know, different stout. Obviously, you could go get a, a, a Guinness too. I mean, who's going to hate on a Guinness? But if we're going for something you may not get everywhere, a, a Raglan Irish Stout is where I would go. Good. I mean, they're all good. I mean, it, it is very good. I, I like it. Um, I mean, I love Guinness. And when I tried that, I enjoyed it too. So um, I can't, you know, when I usually one time I get to Raglan, it's so late in the day that I probably couldn't tell you the difference between that and the Guinness if you put it in front of me. But I do remember enjoying it when I when I tried it. So Carl, you actually you actually were were pretty proud of telling people about something about uh, stouts that most people don't really understand. Um, most people think stouts are actually really heavy. So I'll, I'll let you kind of talk about that because yeah, they know. are they are lighter both in in uh, calories and carbs than other beers, right? People think they're drinking other beers. So if you put a stout next to a Corona, you're going to have far more carbs and calorie in in a Corona or a Corona Light than you would in a traditional stout and because you have less carbs in that stout uh there's less sugars and you're less likely to have a hangover the next day so there's all kinds of beneficiary reasons to drink stout and i think that's where if you the old guinness uh ads that you saw in bars and the signs it said guinness for health it because it was brewed properly and had less side effects guinness is one of those few few uh beer companies that actually has really brilliant marketing by the way, I mean, like Budweiser's known for their marketing, right? And some of the stuff that they do, but but like Guinness is very intelligent marketing. I really enjoy the way they do it. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, good choice in, in Disney Springs. Um, do you have any in, in uh, Disney Springs, uh, Jonathan, that you can share with us? Um, yeah, I've got one. Um, one I tried uh, kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, it's over at the Edison Bar. 
Uh, it's brewed by um, Sierra Nevada, uh, which uh, we've talked about uh, those guys a few times on the show so far. But I'm uh, taking the uh, Hazy Little Things uh, beer they've got there, which is I found surprisingly really good. Um, it's a fruit-flavored beer. Again, for whatever reason, I've just been driven to the fruit-flavored beers at Disney. I think it has to do with the heat, I swear. Um, but it's got a little bit of a bitterness to it, uh, but a really smooth finish. It, it is a IPA, but it's got a very full body flavor um, with the hop, uh, tropical hops flavor, a little mango, a little grapefruit, tangerine. This thing's really good. Um, I had a couple of these uh, one of the times I was down there, and it impressed me. Now, then again, it doesn't take that much to impress me for a beer. So I'm probably not the best one to give you the straight answer for it, but I really thoroughly enjoy this. I don't know if you guys have tried this one yet. I have not. I have not. So uh, again, you're turning me on to a couple things that I haven't tried yet. Ryan, have you tried that one? I haven't. No, I mean, it, John, John, I feel like you and I have fairly different tastes in beer, uh, with the exception of maybe the Schofer Hofer. So uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I'll try anything, though, man. You put a beer down in front of me, I'll try it. So next time we're there, man, let's let's belly up to the bar and we'll have a few. Oh, let's go. Let's go, man. So, um, you know, my pick from Disney Springs, we've talked about this before, and um, people are like, ah, why are you going to do this, right? And, um, you know, I've traveled a lot for business and occasionally been to these places, and I've learned a little trick. So if you go to um, City Works, Poor House, uh, not only is it impressive the amount of taps and draft beers that are there, and it is a chain, um, but one of the tricks about going to these is that wherever they are, in whatever city they are, they do feature local beers, local draft beers. So you don't go away on vacation to one of these quote unquote chains to drink the beer from your home state, but you can, while you're there, try to sample the different beers from there. So um, as you would suggest um, and surmise, there are lots of choices um, in there that are Florida based. Florida has kind of had this comeback and we've had theme park beer uh, drinker on our show and and uh, drunkies on our show. There's been a lot of breweries that have sprung up around Florida and some are nearby Walt Disney World. You certainly can venture off and try and, and hang out at one of those scenes. But Tampa's had a big boost in it. Miami has as well. And there's a lot of great local beers. And if you're at Disney and you want to sample them while staying on campus, um, City Works is a great place to do that. So um, there's two that stick out to mine. Um, again, they're in the IPA family, and I, I tend to lean towards either those or um, uh, rather than, uh, you know, I'm not a look at I'm not occasionally the fruited ones we've talked about here. Um, I'm not loggers i've got to be in the right movement but ipas are things and i think ipas have kind of the trend right now everywhere you go people have got a variation on it so if you want something really local to disney world about as close as you can get um but with a a national uh flavor is there is crooked can brewing companies in winter garden florida and they serve there at the city works the mcstagger imperial ipa so this IPA is caramel tasting, right? And it's got that real hoppy, rich flavor in the IT, IPA and that color. It's also a 9% um, draft. 
So you're going to feel that one if you're starting off your day or if you're finished in the middle of your night stumbling around Disney Springs. Um, but I really, I really like it. It's uh, the other popular one there um, in the IPAs, which is made in Florida in Cape Canaveral at the Florida Beer Company, um, is a little bit too bitter and strong for me. But it's very popular. It's called the Swamp Ape. And that's a 10% IPA. So uh, if you're an IPA aficionado, head over to City's Works and forget the stuff that you've tried in your local backyard. Give all the Florida flavors a try. If we've exhausted our opportunities at Disney Springs, let's try some of the resorts. So as we go to these resorts, I'm going to kick it off with one of our favorite places to grab uh, a lunch and a bite to eat at Geyser Point. We already know it's a great place to grab a bite and to um, sit back and relax and, and grab a burger. And every time I go there, including the last time, Ryan, I had a Space Dust IPA. Again, I'm hanging out with either the, uh, with the Heffenweissens or the IPAs here. I don't know why. It's, I think it's because it's summer and that's where my head is. Um, this is only 8.2%. It's an Indian Pale Ale. It's got lots of accolades. Um, this is, of all the beers I've mentioned today, probably a little bit more bitter, um, but it, it balances the bitterness with the sweetness of the hop flavors. And guess what? You know, there's grapefruit, mango, and orange in it. So we're back at the citrus game, right? That we've talked about um, so much here. And I think that's a Florida thing that, that draws me to it down there. It's, uh, it's three kinds of hops in it, um, a medium body, um, really good. I think it's over, at, you can get it over at City Works too. Um, but it's, I really associate that because it is a West Coast beer, Northwest beer, and have, drinking it in that atmosphere of the Wilderness Lodge and Geyser Point, um, it's just a perfect match. And uh, that with a bison burger, you can't beat it, boys. I do enjoy me the bison burger quite a bit, actually. It's, uh, it's, I think it's um, underrated by a lot of people. People don't talk about going there to get the bison burger, but I think it's absolutely worth going out of your way to go get. And yeah, get some space dust on top of it, and you're you're a pretty happy camper. So if I if I moved on from there, I mean, let's let's head over to our one of our other favorite favorite places to grab a beer, right? And let's go over to Trader Sam's, uh, grab a beer. Um, so again, for me, it's a little different. I. I kind of want to mess with you guys and say Yingling. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, come on. It's so, not on so, draft. Is it on draft there? It is on draft. Oh, okay. well, it is on draft. So, so listen, guys, you guys have to understand something. I, the reason why I want to go Yingling is because I'm west of Indiana. And being west of Indiana, we don't get Yingling. I have to go, I have to drive into another state to get Yingling. So it is, it's everyday beer for, it's Bud Light for you guys. But for me, it's a treat. You know, we don't, we don't get it very often. But with that said, that's not where I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go with the Terrapin Beer Company, the Luau Crunkles. Um, what I really like about this is this is kind of a Hawaiian style flavor. So it fits the theming. It fits where you are at, at uh, Trader Sam's. Um, it's an IPA. It's got flavors of passion fruit, orange, and guava. So they kind of call it, you know, quote unquote, a Hawaiian IPA. Um, and it, it really is perfect for that luau type feeling. I won't be wearing a Hawaiian shirt while drinking it, um, but I do actually really enjoy it. It's rated pretty highly on Beer Advocate as well. It's an 88 uh, on Beer Advocate. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really solid choice for a nice, again, summer beer that you're going to get 
in Orlando. No, I agree. I mean, look at um, I I like that. It's similar to the Longboard Hawaiian IPA, mm-hmm. and it is good. I have had it. I haven't had it there because if I'm waiting hours to get into Trader Sam, I'm I'm drinking you know everything else on the menu than a beer. So I think that'd be pretty funny, Ryan, if we went there together and and we know Jonathan loves tropical drinks and I'm gonna wear my Hawaiian shirt and get the ugliest mug there and you're going to order a beer that would be pretty funny yeah i think it'd be good i mean i'm going to need to drink a lot of them if i'm going to have to sit next to you guys from hawaiian church the whole time you know as long as we're talking you know it's not only uh i was you know the regional beer and the summer beer you know there's another beer that's available on most of the hotel properties and i think it's other places too but um the High Line, which is from the uh, Cigar Brewing Company in Tampa, Florida. Really popular everywhere. You can get it multiple locations. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys, you probably, uh, you know, are you familiar with the game of High Line? Yeah. I, uh, no, the game? Yes. No. Ah, see, that's what the beer is named after. Because I know the beer. I don't know the game. No, High Line used to be a great like you would go to, you know, the horse track or the Greyhounds you used to go bet at High Lie games. All right. So High Lie was from the Basque region of Spain. It was a game that involves payer, players like against the wall, like handball with these curved handles, really fast um, uh, balls that they, they throw against the wall. And uh, it, it's the curved myth they wear is called the uh, cesta. Uh, which is, uh, they have all these fancy maneuvers. They jump up the wall, it's aerobatic, and they play for points and you bet on the players. So it's kind of concerning because it's humans involved in the betting rather than animals. But it used to be very popular, especially in Florida. And there was a, one in Connecticut that we used to go to all the time. So, um, and there was a place in uh, a big High Lie Institute in Tampa. So the beer was named after this sport, High Lie, uh, the IPA. Uh, again, citrusy, bold, um very uh very popular um the uh cigar city brewing place in in tampa kind of pays homage to that sport and all the players uh because it was such a florida thing so um yeah it, it really nice ipa very localized to florida served all over the resorts wait uh, can we go back to the game for a second here is this like butts up but you're throwing it at a high speed with a with a <laughs> If you Google a Highline match and watch it, you're going to say, what the hell is that? Right? Okay, because if that's what it is, no wonder why they named a beer after it. Like, you, <laughs> seriously, you have to drink that off when you're done. I, that gave me nightmares as a six-year-old. I could only yeah. imagine grown-ass men doing that. Like, no, thank you. But I have had the beer, and you know, one of the, one of the things I like about it is, yes, you can get it on draft. Um, but most of the markets actually around the resorts will actually sell it in the markets as well in cans. Yeah. Um, so I know, I know, uh, a former guest and friend of the show, Paul, uh, Alfayette, uh, he, he's been known to stack his refrigerator with those in the past. Uh, actually, I believe one time he had to call for some assistance to finish what he stacked in his refrigerator <laughs> with, with those, but yeah, it's an excellent beer. I, I agree with you. Yep. Let's have a dude's dish Disney butts up tournament, by the way. Can we get that going? <laughs> <laughs> who will be the judge me i volunteer you guys, you guys can you guys can throw rubber balls at each other no that's not no, gonna no, happen no 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 
<laughs> Let's all three be the judges and just have other people come and do it. We'll just there you go. Oh, there we go. That's Maybe, more highlight. How does that work? We can invite some other people from podcasts to uh, to join us, and we'll be the judges. If you're interested in joining this, please reach out to us uh, uh, on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram pages, and let us know that you'd be willing to play a very high speed game of butts up. And the losers have to play high lie and buy us drinks. <laughs> Other than that, there's no rules. <laughs> Have we covered it all? Have you? Uh, we covered all the favorites in and around the parks and outside the parks and uh, anywhere else. Jonathan, anything you want to add? Yeah, so the one thing I will add, I know um, the three of us partook in uh, a dinner at um, Liberty Tree Tavern over at Magic Kingdom. Uh, one beer that caught my attention over there again. We all know Magic Kingdom's not known for beer, uh, but the beer we, the three of us each had on draft over there, um, was a Sam Adams, uh, wicked hazy. Um, it caught my attention. I mean, it was, it was a really good beer. Uh, Sam Adams, it has some hit and miss stuff, but again, I don't know what it is about the citrus fruity beers, but this beer has got pineapple, some mango, some peach. It has a really nice tropical flavor to it, but it's very smooth, very easy to drink. Um, after having that when we were down there a few times, that one really caught my attention. I've been noticing myself being here in the Boston area. I've been getting it on draft almost every time I go to dinner. So that definitely caught my attention. I don't know how you guys felt about the beer. But... Well, Jonathan, be careful. If you drink too many beers like that, you'll start seeing figment. I mean, that we already know that happens. So John's literally rushing out to go grab a whole case of it right now. He's like, yes, please see figment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm pretty sure you guys wanted it just because it's a Boston thing. Uh, you know, I'm I, not a fan. I'm personally not a fan. So, yeah, that's that's I'm not a fan, but that's OK. Do your thing. I enjoyed it. I'm not I'm actually I'm not a fan of Sam Adams and it's not for any other reason than it's just the flavor profile just doesn't sit well with me. But the Wicked Hazy actually was pretty good. It was I was hesitant to get it because I'm normally not a fan uh, of Sam Adams, but I did enjoy that. But again, like you, John, when it comes to the beer, I don't mind some of the citrusy notes. You know, I don't like the peach and stuff like like some of the stuff that you like with that. But some of the really more traditional citrusy notes. I, well, I you drink know. shandies all the time, too. I do. Yeah. And, but and that's, that's got the citrusy flavor, too. So. And that's a Midwest thing. I mean, that's yeah. that's like a Wisconsin thing. All the different shandies, line and kugels and all that. So, I mean, that's that's that's, a, that's an Irish if you're 15 thing, too. That kind of introduces you to beer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's well. <laughs> In my family, you get introduced to beer with Bud Heavy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they literally, yeah, it's like here, have some Budweiser when you're 13. Wash down that cigarette you just smoked. Yeah, I mean, but, but, uh, but no, I mean, it's it's uh, it is it's it's you know we don't we don't get a lot of summertime out here like you guys don't there. So when we get summerish beers in that seasonal beers on the golf course, especially you know, give me a tall boy of of line and cool summer shandy all day long for sure. Yeah, but I tell you, I, it, the hazy was fine too. I think we tried it because when we were there, the beer was just coming into the market. Right, right. I yeah, agree. So it was the first time I ever saw it. Yeah, it was. It was uh, May of uh, 2021 that we were there, and it was just being released. And I hadn't even seen the commercials for it on TV, so it was a good experience. I, I generally like all Sam Adams, so it's fine. But it's, it's, uh, you know, when you're at Disney World, you want to try different things, right? That's part of being on vacation is to experiment, try step out of your comfort zone and walt disney world has drafts upon drafts upon drafts so the next time you're there pour yourself a tall one 
Until then, later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook.com at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.